Coming up, we have some of the latest news for you at Universal Orlando. Plus, we are going to tell you seven steps to having the most Potter-filled day. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. Episode 158 of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. The Dis Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I, of course, am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello, Rhino. Hello. Hey. Thank you for joining me here today. Thank you for so, having me. As if you had a choice. I know. <laughs> I would That's choose. It. I would choose, choose, choose to no, be here. That works, because Valentine's Day is coming up, and of course, uh, you know, well, that's Ralph not for the a Simpsons. month. Come on, come on. Yeah, it's yeah, all ties in. It all, all comes together. Wow, we have a great show for you this week and what I would like to call uh, the Asterix episode, almost because everything we talked about in our last week's episode, like the what happened in 2017 and then what, what can we look forward to in 2018, uh, basically, like at least a couple things we could have covered last week uh, if things would have went better. Uh, and so we have some more updates to Mardi Gras mm-hmm, information mm-hmm, we need mm-hmm. to bring to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, some discussion about a celebration of Harry Potter coming up as well as other Harry Potter news. So I'm not going to waste any time with it, mostly because, well, I have nothing else to say. So uh, I, I guess I'm just going to have to go ahead and jump right into things. Dive on in. Oh, dive on in. Oh, okay. I will dive on in. Like so. Bastion jumping into that waterfall in the never-ending story. So can you do this, Craig? Yeah, that's that's a reference for you. <laughs> that, that really works. So let's kick things off with some Universal Mardi Gras news. Last week, you may remember that uh, we got lucky as we were recording the show, uh, Universal had some breaking news for us in that they released the full lineup minus two to-be-announced dates, TWO to-be-announced dates, uh, with artists that haven't been put in yet. We were very excited. This never works out for us that we actually get to uh, break something on air anymore since mainly, well, we don't we don't have our live show anymore, except for very special occasions. So uh, it doesn't usually work out that, that we get to say something like, right at the moment, but we got lucky. However, I should have also read the article that they posted out because there was a heck of a lot more in there than just information on than just information on the acts coming to Mardi Gras. It's like you you get so excited when you see names like the Beach Boys with John Stamos. That was an update too. I forgot about that. That was part of it. We need that in. Thrilled. Uh, Mike Love. Wait, wait is, is John confirmed or is yes. it just he's confirmed to play in Orlando? Okay, they're not playing any other dates in Orlando. Okay, so, so that, that is the confirmation then. Yeah, Mike Love, uh, of course, basically the leader of the Beach Boys, this version of the Beach Boys, not the Brian Wilson Beach Boys. I know it gets very complicated. You got to be in the Beach Boys. Is Brian Wilson band. not in the Beach Boys anymore? 
No, Brian Wilson has been touring uh, solo. Well, I knew for a he, was, long time. he was doing a solo tour, but I thought he also went with them. No, no, no. no. He he played with them, I think, for like one reunion oh. show or one tour. But no, he just him and Mike Love don't get along, from uh, what I understand. That's besides the point. Uh, Mike Love tweeted out uh, from his account that John Stamos would be joining them for five shows in Florida. Uh, and one of, you know, they're going to like West Palm and other places like that. Uh, but one of them was Orlando. And if you look on the touring calendar for the Beach Boys, their only Orlando show is marked as Universal Orlando. So um, February. February 10th. Yes. So it's coming up quick it is so i yeah it, it really is coming up quick um seventh is wednesday eighth ninth. it yeah, is the 10th. Would be the 10th i i, I was thinking the 10th too but i wasn't 100 percent sure but I, I when you said that i was like that's definitely the 10th well i just know i had plans on the seventh and so i'm like okay well what day is the 10th then and so then i had to do simple math on air which i know is just very exciting for well i'll tell you what your plans are on the 10th <laughs> if they're anything like mine it's to be glued to that stage waiting for mr stamos to walk on out i will definitely be there so as i tweeted out to a couple people i have seen brian wilson i have seen the beach boys but I have never seen the Beach Boys with John Stamos, and it's I think I even completing your that. Beach Boy trifecta. Like I, you, you will is. have be one of the few who will have the full Beach Boys experience, with the exception of actually seeing them back in the '60s. Yeah. So well, when um, you perfect that time travel machine oh, you're working on, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Time Traveler's Wife just to <laughs> just to figure that out, but. Uh, that's neither here nor there. So that's exciting on the Mardi Gras front uh, in terms of the uh, announcement with a new artist. But a bigger announcement was also in there, too. Not necessarily bigger than the artist, but big for me. And that is that Universal is once again changing up their Mardi Gras parade, which I guess this is just now becoming the recurring theme that instead of uh, instead of building the floats and letting them get used for a couple of years before updating the parade. Apparently they're just going to update them every single year now. Wow. So uh, last year you may remember that uh, there, the theme was uh, kind of mythical mm -hmm. and it included a bunch of names for floats that we could not pronounce mm -mm. even a little bit. Uh, we, in, in fact, I believe uh, we had to have one of our listeners and I'm sorry, I can't remember your name off the top of my head. Uh, he had to send in descriptions of uh, what each of the names actually meant yeah. in their backstories because that's how clueless we are. Uh, but this year, uh, let's talk about it. Twelve floats in total. Uh, six of them are going to be the mainstay floats. And then we are having six brand new floats. And uh, these are going to be made up of... Drumroll. I know. Oh. Big drumroll. <laughs> Celestial-themed floats. Oh. Ah. You seem confused. Wasn't that what they were last year? No, last year was mythical. Oh, mythical. I, I thought they were all like star related things. No, last year was mythical. Myth this yeah, is well, in celestial. So, oh, I, oh, these actually, this is cool. Yeah. yeah so uh, let's talk about uh, what we have here. I don't have like descriptions for the floats, but we will do our best to describe them. Uh, because if you're listening to this, you're probably going to be like, okay, well, I need descriptions. But uh, in terms of uh, if you're watching this, obviously, you're going to see the pictures as they come up. So there's going to be uh, Orion the Hunter. Everyone knows Orion and Orion's belt. And if you don't, head over to Men in Black Alien Attack. 
No, nothing. I mean, it's the the universe is in Orion's belt. Yeah, but it's, it's not. A, it's not. It's, they don't talk about that in Alien. Just shut in up. the Alien Attack. Just That's in the movie. Up. Just shut up. I'm trying to tie it all in. <laughs> just shut up. Okay, so Orion the, the Hunter. <laughs> the galaxy lies in Orion's belt, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Orion's float is. Uh, pretty awesome. Right at the at the front of the float is who I believe to be Orion. He got a, uh, he holding got a tail. Yeah, he has some sort of mythical tail. <laughs> I mean, celestial, celestial tail. tail uh, and holding a bow with arrows. And then there seem there appears to be uh, kind of up in the trees. Like it's a very floral float with a wooden hut. And then also what appears to be another like gazebo type structure uh, along with with antlers from whatever was killed during the hunt. So uh, Orion the Hunter looks to be a cool one. It's just a little weird because there's just a random shield, a little random hut. Like, are people going to be in the hut and in the gazebo and then on the flowers here? I would say interesting if you are looking at, when you're looking at the picture, uh, where the hut's probably going to be in the middle of the actual float and people are going to be standing in front of that uh, kind of lighter green floralness uh, yeah. bush. Uh, and then obviously up to the edge and then on the opposite side of that. And maybe there will be some people up in like the gazebo type structure. Okay. Also throwing. That's my guess on that one. Uh, the next float is a Virgo, the maiden. Yes, that's right. A Virgo and uh, Virgo comes complete with, uh, who I believe to be Virgo the on the Maiden. <laughs> yes, correct. Virgo the Maiden uh, kind of uh, displayed all prominently on the float. And, uh, you know, the uh, the wings and all. I, I really know nothing about astrology, so uh, I could just be completely wrong on all of these. You should probably be fact-checking me, actually, while we're... I think we're it's funnier. <laughs> it, it probably is funnier, but uh, I'd say the theme of this float is definitely uh, maybe like the harvest, uh, from what I can tell. There's a lot of oh, wheat. that's the corn-carrying lady of harvest. Yeah. That is who Virgo is. There you go. Well, yeah, there's there's a lot of just wheat everywhere. Um, it appears it appears to be the the big uh, prominent part of it. I think this is going to be a very sparkly, uh, pretty float from what I can tell, and and I'm interested in it. I know it doesn't sound like I am, but I am interested in it. So moving along to the next float, and that is uh, that's one that a lot of people are going to take by the horns. That's right. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, that's right. Taurus. And not the Ford. I said burr. It's cold in here. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's it. This is so frustrating. Be a Taurus float in this atmosphere. Yeah, that's right. Bring it on. (laughs) So, yeah, the uh, Taurus float, uh, obviously very bull heavy um, and with featuring the, the bull in a couple different positions. Uh, whether on the side of the float, right on the front of the float, with like a with a weird long Zeus beard on him too, or or up with stars around him, I don't really know what else to say about this float. I think it's I think it's going to be pretty, just like the rest of them. Uh, the next float, though, I'm a much bigger fan of, at least in the concept art. Uh, just on paper, it looks beautiful, and that is Andromeda. And Andromeda, I again another thing I have a zero idea it about. Looks like inter- she's the lady of the sea. 
I know the television I show starring Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> is that called, was that Andromeda? Is that Andromedus or something like that? I don't know. I have a zero it's idea. Gene Roddenberry. Uh, you know, show. it's. A, I definitely see that it. Oh, has it is. That, That's the first yeah. thing that came up in Andromeda yeah. on Wikipedia. It, it definitely has the uh, sea vibe going throughout it with uh, with waves all over. But Andromeda then, is the daughter of the Ethiopian king Cepheus and his wife Cassiopeia. When Cassiopeia's hubris leads her to boast that Andromeda is more beautiful than. Somebody, Poseidon sends the sea monster Cetus to ravage Andromeda as divine punishment. She's stripped and chained naked to a rock as a sacrifice to sate the monster. Oh, that explains the boobs in this float. Yeah, that's right and on the, chains there. Right on the yeah. prominent front of the float. Uh, Andromeda is chained. She is uh, naked and chained up. So it's not like it doesn't look like you're going to see boobs. I'm sorry to keep calling them boobs. <laughs> so. This is really inappropriate, but uh, it, she's doing an Alanis Morissette situation. Yeah. Thank you. She's yeah. got her hair covering. Yeah, and business, uh, but it's, it looks a little. Well, on the side of the float, she's definitely chained and clothed. So, but in the front one, she's got a star right on her. Oh, business. It's, it's a very well-placed star. I yeah. will say that. I think it's a beautiful float. I love the color scheme with it, the blues, the greens, uh, the yellows. It's uh, really working for me. Rhino, you're going to have to help look up this next one, too, because I'm just... I don't to say it. I'm, yeah, I would say it's Orphicus, Orphucus. I don't know how to read pronunciation things, but it looks like you kind of said it right. Yuckus? Yuckus. (laughs) Okay, well, what is it, Rhino? Orphucus. Orphucus has sometimes been used in 13 sign, 12 sign, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't... It's defined by the 1930 International Astronomical Union's Constellation Boundaries. Well, whatever it is, it's situated between November 30th to December 18th. It looks like it's a, a man... A it, man. Well, it's technically Orphucus, I believe, is a serpent of sorts, and uh, a and there must be a god. Oh, that, this is there was an extension. It, originally, it was twelve zodiac signs, and apparently, it turned into fourteen uh-huh. in the seventies. And this is one of the. This, as I said, this is the thirteenth, so it's a newer, a newer sign. But go on, sorry. Well, it's very serpenty, and it appears that the serpent is. Uh, wrapping himself around what appears to be either a god or a man, uh, and apparently, I I don't know why it like it doesn't. It only tells me what it. it I, I'm sorry, I'm frustrated with this Wikipedia thing, and I know Wikipedia is not where we should be researching stuff, but it just keeps telling me it's a constellation, but it's not like this is what it's about. And this is where we give a uh, PSA to everyone out there, reminding that uh, Wikipedia is not a good source for information. While it is helpful when you're looking up something uh, very quick and in the moment, uh, if you're writing any sort of uh, collegiate-level paper, even high school-level paper, you should not be using Wikipedia for that. No. So uh, go back to the Encyclopedia Britannica. It says later that myths associate, uh, I don't know how to say this, guy's name again oh for whatever um it associates him with the trojan priest of poseidon who warned his fellow trojans about the trojan horse and was later slain by a pair of sea serpents sent by the gods to punish him so that would explain the serpents that he's straddling here and that would explain it so we got to the answer there it took a while it took a lot of stalling in a one lecture on wikipedia mm-hmm, but we mm-hmm. got there so that will take us to our final float and that is scorpius uh, not Morpheus, Scorpius, and 
obviously this is based on Scorpius. The uh, why why is the name not? Why can't I think of the name of the creature? Scorpion. Uh, that's it. It's like in the name. That's it. <laughs> it's mostly the name. <laughs> it would be like me saying sandwich, and you'd be like, "Oh, what are those things called that you hold?" And I'm like, "Sandwich." What was the name of the earl that created those, those hand things, yeah. hand eating things? Uh, so yeah, scorpions all throughout uh, this float on the front. Uh, on the side, on the back, in the middle, lots of purples, lots of flowers. Just, I think this is very pretty. Rhino, any insight on Scorpius? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the the thing is, is, they're all named after constellations, so it's like you have to go... I, it's telling me about the constellation, but... Um, uh, in, it says, in Greek mythology, the myths associated with Scorpio almost invariably also contain a reference to Orion. So it's. Oh, I wonder if Orion leads the way, and these are all kind of part of his his oh, deal. Yeah. Um, it okay. Here we go. According to one of these myths, it's written that Orion boasted to goddess Artemis and her mother Leto, as in Jared, yeah. um, that he would kill every animal on Earth. Although Artemis was known to be a hunter herself, she offered protection to all creatures. Artemis and her mother Jared Leto sent a scorpion to deal with Orion. The pair battled, and the scorpion killed Orion. <gasps> Uh, however, the contest was apparently a lively one that caught the attention of the king of gods, Zeus, who later raised the scorpion to heaven and afterwards, at the request of Artemis, did the same for Orion to serve as a reminder for mortals to curb their excessive pride. Hmm. Interesting. Especially since the Scorpios that I've had to deal with in my life have a lot of pride. <laughs> and there you go. Wow. Okay. So I think we... Uh, so we backtracked and we actually got a good story on Orion to go. Along with Scorpius, we we nailed Orphicus, we nailed Andromeda, uh, Taurus, we took the bull by the horn, does not matter anymore, uh, we got Virgo the Maiden, so I think we gave you a good idea on the cliff notes, and now is your chance to go down, write in the comments below how we got everything wrong. And how much you these. hate that we read from an article, how unprepared we were, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, it's, it's honestly one of those things. I didn't think about these. I thought I knew about all of these because, like, you, you, I, with the exception of Orphicus, like, I do know all of these names. And yeah. then once you sit down, it's like, huh. I heard I really them. don't know anything. <laughs> right. It's one of those, like, I took a humanities class in college, and one of it was all about mythology and stuff like that. And so it's like, yeah, I know it. But if you guys haven't, like, sat and studied it or, like, sat and read it, those. I don't know what you call them, poems? I don't, they're not poems, but you know what I mean? Those mm -hmm. stories are not modern, written like modern stories. They make no sense sometimes. And so it's just like a story that you're like, oh, all right, well, she just killed that guy. All right, cool. Yeah. So lay off. It, I'll tell you what, it's no modern family. That's what we learned. Where's the Cameron float? <laughs> It'd be a lot That'll of farm be, animals <laughs> be next year. Next year it will be modern family. Uh, so that's going to do it for uh, the float talk again. Uh, Mardi Gras starts on February third and runs through April seventh. Yeah, I thought I thought it ended in March. And when I looked at the dates again for the concert the other day, I was like, oh, pleasantly surprised. Yes, yeah, pleasantly. Is it surprised. doing the every day of the week thing again? I'm sorry, yeah. I forgot. Okay, every cool. day of the week from April third through February. 
blah, February 3rd through April 7th, with the concerts only being on select Saturday and Sunday nights. And if you get the opportunity, I would definitely recommend, like, if you're at Universal for a weekday and a weekend, I would recommend checking out the event on a week uh, weekday as well. Because yeah. when it's less concerts, I feel like it's still fun, but it's... Um, you get a little bit more space, yep. and you can kind of enjoy the other stuff without the stress of having to get a, a place for uh, the concert. You know, like enjoy the parade. And exactly. Then, you know, whatever. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, definitely try to see a concert, but also see it in the weekday so you can enjoy the experience a little bit more. <gasps> uh, now that it's so easy that you can you can you can sit and camp for the concert that you really want to see, and not have to worry about the parade because you can just come back and see the parade on another night. But on I've, concert nights, it is crazy and it's insanely busy usually, and it, it's fun to do both. I have a weird little fact I just happened to see here on here where it says in culture. This is back about Scorpius, real quick. Oh, okay. In Hawaii, Scorpius is also known as the demigod Maui's fish hook, um, mm. or Kakamaku Nui. Maui, meaning the big fish hook of Maui, and the name of fish hook was... Um, I'm not even going to pretend to say that word. Um, this constellation appeared in the 2016 movie Moana. Yeah. Which, m- when Moana followed it to find Maui. Yeah. I did not... I, I didn't remember that. Oh. So we brought it full circle to the wrong park. So There you go. Yeah. Brought it full circle, wrong park. Now let's move on away from Mardi Gras now. Let's head over and let's start getting pottery for the last episode. Uh, and part of our anticipation of getting excited for a celebration of Harry Potter, uh, which kicks off January 26th and will run through the 28th. So, of course, the week after we're done with a celebration of Harry Potter, we're going to give you our full recap on the event, mm-hmm. uh, all that goodness. But... This is going to be our moment where we try to get you a little bit pumped up for it if you're planning. And so let's start with the first big reason why you should get pumped for a celebration of Harry Potter. And that is also to deal with last week's episode again. We told you that we'd be expecting news at some point in time about a Harry Potter, uh, another Harry Potter nighttime castle show on Hogwarts. And lo and behold, that news did not take very much time uh, because it was just only a couple days after we recorded that it was finally announced that our next show that we will have on Hogwarts Castle will be the Nighttime Lights at Hogwarts Castle. If you're wondering whether or not this is a brand new show or a rehash of the one that was done in Hollywood over the summertime, uh, we can proudly say to you that this is a rehash of the one that was done in Universal Studios Hollywood on their Hogwarts castle over the summertime period seems that we little, discussed uh, way back then. Seems a little silly that it's debuting the week after the celebration. It technically does not. So the debut night for it will be on January 26th. And that oh. is if you book the exclusive oh. Harry Potter vacation package, Tricky. Uh, celebration of Harry Potter vacation package, or... Uh, if you happen to be members of the working media invited to see it. So question, does that mean that the Harry Potter party that happens, I don't know what the official name for the party that kicks off the Harry Potter weekend, that's part of the vacation package, does that mean that that will be in Hogsmeade this year instead of Diagon Alley? I don't know if it will also be in Diagon Alley, but it will definitely be in okay. in Hogsmeade for at least for this part too. Yeah. And then uh, for anyone who didn't put, book the vacation package, luckily they will be doing previews on the 27th and 28th, so the Saturday and Sunday of the event, so you have a chance 
to actually see the show too. And then the actual debut for it is going to begin on Wednesday, January 31st. Thirty-first. I apologize. Uh, And then it will run February fifth and February seventh through the twelfth. And then additional dates will be announced at a later point. So uh, a very small window to be able to experience this right now. But I'm sure it will once they get everything working in sync and crowds are figured out because i know they had a lot of problem with that with the christmas one yeah. i think once it's all working then we'll be seeing this a lot more well the problem is is the the florida days are so long that it, in the once that sun starts setting later i mean it's not dark here till like nine o'clock usually yeah and thus these parks don't stay open that late so like this is probably it for our yeah show. that's why we couldn't have a summertime show really i don't think right uh, no, we, we easily could. Islands is usually open till about nine o'clock and uh, they, they could have made it work. Um, you know, it wouldn't be the best viewing experience, but they're gonna They're definitely going to have to look at it this summer to see. But even now with the, with closing at an earlier time, uh, like if it does close at seven o'clock, uh, during the, the winter period, it was still very difficult. You had to wait until like the last couple times it showed in the night to mm. see like the best version of it. Uh, but if you forgot what we talked about that show back before, it is basically a celebration of the different houses of Hogwarts uh, featuring the iconic Harry Potter music. So uh, the different houses each get their little segment, Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff. So it gives you a chance to you know stand in your in your Harry Potter garb and cheer for your house when mm-hmm. when it comes up on the castle. So uh, while I didn't, I wasn't thoroughly impressed with the videos of this coming out of Hollywood. Didn't get a chance to see it there. Uh, I'm I am glad that I'm going to get the chance to see it here, mm-hmm. and my expectations are a little bit low. So I think I personally feel like I'm going to come away thinking this is awesome. But who knows? Yeah, I could be disappointed just as I was watching a video of it. But regardless, we will check it out, and of course, we will share our video for how it's done here in Florida for everyone once it happens. So that is the first news with Harry Potter. The next is, uh, and I'm not going to go on this too long because it's kind of boring, but especially unless you're attending the celebration of Harry Potter, but they released a lot of the uh, concept art for uh, the merchandise that will be coming out, and it's basically an animated, uh, drawn logo of the Hogwarts Express uh, pulling up in between Diagon Alley on one side, specifically Gringotts with the dragon on top, and then Hogwarts on the other side uh, with uh, you know the celebration of Harry Potter 2018 right on top of there. So uh, that logo is going to be found on T-shirts, lanyards, backpacks, water bottles, more, uh, along with the the themed merch to the event. They're also going to debut a brand new commemorative wand. From what I can see in the photo here, because uh, you can only make out a little bit of it, it looks way better than the one last year. Because last year yep. was the first year they did this, right? Yes. The commemorative wand, yeah. And I remember being a little disappointed because it wasn't, it wasn't 
I feel like because it's the commemorative one, it needs to be cooler than the other yeah. ones. And this one actually looks like they put some care and detail into it. it so. It's a very beautiful wand. Uh, it's got like a brown wood that ends off in a kind of a shinier metallic trim at the end, like a silver. But then there's like a red ruby, mm-hmm. uh, like a diamond shaped one that's just uh, that's right on the end of the handle there. So it's it's definitely a beautiful wand. But with me, when I get a wand, it needs to connect to me. Mm. And I don't want to sound like a complete idiot saying that, but like I have to have some attachment to it just because it's pretty. I don't want it. What? What? The... Is <laughs> well, I guess you're. I mean, I got, I got Harry's. I got, I got Voldemort's because you got to have the brother ones. I got the elder one, obviously, because you know that's the one the whole story is about. And then I have the birthday one that I got on my first trip um, to. I, I think that was the first one I got. And when I went on my birthday to Hogsmeade, uh, and then I got the, I was in Diagon Alley one day and the wand chose me. And I was yeah. like, well, I'm screwed. I have to get this one. So that's my RFID wand. And and I like them all. Yeah. But, I mean, I have never remembered to bring the RFID wand with me except for the when we had our party mm-hmm. in, in Diagon Alley. And I did magic with that uh, the, the, the children. I don't know how to say that in a yeah, non-creepy way. Yeah. With the children. The children. The children yeah. were screaming. For me, I, of course, bought, uh, I have, instead of going like you did, getting Harry's and then uh, Voldemort's and the Elder Wand, I went the opposite way. And I went with, I wanted to get one wand from each house. So oh, that's, clever. I have Severus Snape's mm-hmm. representing Slytherin. We have uh, Luna Lovegood's representing uh, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw. Oh, Ravenclaw. I'm sorry. We oh, have God. burn me at this take. Gryffindor. I have. Um, I have. Dumbledore's. No, I have. Um, shoot, why can't McGonagall? I think of who I? No, I know for for Hufflepuff, I had basically the only one that they released at the time, and that of course is Cedric, Cedric Diggory. Yeah. Um, Neville's. No, not Harry's. Not Ron's. Why can't I think of? Is her name Hermione? No, no, no. Is it one of the students or is it a teacher? Do you not remember? I don't (laughs) remember now. You got to make a display for that. Um, yeah. Shoot, this is really bothering me. Get Kylie on the horn. It's gonna come to me. Wait. Um. Okay, well, then my RFID wand, I have the one that they gave me at the grand opening. So, of course, that's special. The grand opening of Diagon Alley. Yeah. Oh, um, Gary Oldman. You already said that. you. Oh, you said Snape before. Yeah. And so I, I always get um, Sirius Black. Yeah, I always, Sirius Black. For some reason, the name always gets messed up. I mind. have Sirius Blacks for Gryffindor. Oh, that's That is one. my whole yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, that took way too long to remember. Sure did. Or that means I have way too much crap, and I need <laughs> to start getting rid of stuff. No, but you got to make a nice little display. You can have the colors be the background. It's... And then it'll be the, oh my gosh, you know what you should do is get the house emblem, and then you can hang one from each corner of the emblem. I'll, I'll tell craft. you what, it's doing very good sitting in a box right now <laughs> in the closet. So uh, there's also that. And the last thing to get excited about some of the merchandise with the celebration of Harry Potter is they are releasing another new uh, chocolate frog card. And yeah. this time around, it is going to be a better known name than the last one they released. Because, uh, of course, the last one that they released was, um, <laughs> sorry, I have to look at the name 
as I say this, Hengist of Woodcroft, who was the founder of Hogsmeade Village. Uh, and that was... That wasn't the one from last year. That was released in November. So right oh, when oh, the okay. Christmas I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking the one from the event last year, because the one the event last year was a big name, too, because my friend Nicole made me go get it for her, and I can't remember who it is. It was, um, it was Kenneth Branagh. Oh, yeah, that's um, what it was. That's why. It was... Uh, Oh, gosh, what is his name? It's like he stole our memories or something. It, it is. It's exactly like. Can his everyone character. hear me? Can everyone see me? Good. That's that. That's what he says in the movie. Sorry. Oh my gosh, it's so frustrating. You're looking it up, right? Yeah. I'm try and remember it because he steals I, it. I just and everyone loves him and they swoon. I'm trying to think like one step ahead. And there so are probably people I don't have time to remember it. Screaming at the at the screen right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, there there probably is. The worst part about it is as I like search it, it's the name's just not like popping up anywhere like right at right away. What's the, which is very in it's just Chamber very of Secrets right there, boom. And then all you have to do is be like, Where's Kenneth Branagh? Oh, he's not like in the main list of people. See, that's what I'm telling you. Oh, opportunity. And I'm trying to host a show right now. It's a lot harder. You're just sitting there Gilderoy Lockhart. There you go. It was Lockhart and so this year, <laughs> for a celebration of Harry Potter, it's going to be Birdie Bot. So of course, that's of fun. Birdie Bot's every flavor bean. Uh, you'll now be able to have his card, and I think that's exciting. Of course, uh, when it's released for this weekend and for a limited time, it's going to have a gold sticker on it, so you know you're getting specifically the Birdie Bot one. Uh, they did this with with uh, Hengist. They did this with Lockhart. They did it with um with Dumbledore when that was first released mm-hmm. and so it, it's always a little nice way to know that you're Dumbledore. getting the right one and uh and then after that it's just going to join the normal rotation so you'll you have the chance to get any of the wizards I just mentioned plus the four uh founders of Hogwarts Salazar Slytherin uh Gryffindor How often do they add people to these is this like a regular thing they've been doing since they've opened It's starting to become more regular but because it, it, yeah, that's I think that's really cool. Actually, I didn't know they were adding throughout the year. I thought it was just like the one a year, and I was like, oh. I mean, we got technically two last year. Now we're getting one more this year. It was a long time in between the one that they did with uh, with Dumbledore on it because mm-hmm. it was it was a special Dumbledore card, if I remember. It was like gold or something. Yeah, and then. Uh, you know, it obviously debuted with us, and of course, a, a nice little trip. Trip. Wow, a tip for anyone out there who's getting frustrated by getting the same cards over and over again. Uh, just talk to the people around the counter. They usually have uh, trade cards available. So, oh, that's like, cool. if you're pulling Gryffindor over and over again, just ask them. Be like, hey. I literally, Got I'm just dropping money. Do you there. exactly just just do something like that, and uh, they'll they usually have inventory where they can they can trade it out for you uh, and make it easier. With some of the ones that are a lot harder to find, obviously it could be more difficult. But usually they almost always have the four houses, uh, plenty of them, because well they've been around the longest. So. That is mm-hmm. that is it for the news. So that took way longer than I expected. So we are going to just have a fun little ending to this segment because I think mm-hmm. we're actually going to go out 
into the park and maybe do this as a vlog coming up sometime in the future. We should. That's show. a good idea. I that's so I'm doing it, but we are going to uh, we are going to tell you for everyone out there who's coming for a celebration of Harry Potter weekend. I've been getting a lot of people asking me, should I attend the event? Should I not? What what do I do? And I said I, I tell anyone, it's a very it's a very specified event that is catering to a certain select fan. So I can't say one way or the another whether or not someone should actually attend it or not. But uh, if you do love Potter deep down, I think with mixing in some of the events and just getting into the Wizarding Worlds, yeah, you can end up having a really like good Potter filled weekend. I think it's worth doing at least once. Like I don't know, yeah. if, like I, like we've said before, they need to start mixing it up if they want people to be like making the pilgrimage here every yeah. year. But I mean, if you're going to make a trip out of it and you're you haven't done it before, I'd say why not? Just yeah. you know, if you're already thinking about coming, it does. It that's the beauty of it being included with your admission. Yeah, I mean, the package sounds like a good deal too. But yeah, that's that's, I, that's for the I, hardcore. Yeah, the, the the package. I'd say that's that's for hardcore. Yeah, because I don't know if you necessarily get enough out of the package to really warrant it. Depends how much you put on, like, the private party and some yeah. pins and stuff like that. But uh, but then again, it does – you usually just get to walk straight into the expo without having to wait in line. And sometimes those lines get ridiculously long unless you're smart about when you attend it. So uh, that's – you know, that's arguable. But let's talk about what we believe to be the perfect – Harry Potter Day that we will go and vlog later for you and tell you whether or not it was actually perfect. So, Rhino, step one. How do you have to start your Harry Potter Day? What like, is what is the first step? We are we got our letters already. Mm-hmm, we know mm-hmm. we know that we're becoming wizards. So what do we have to do from there? Wizard essentials. Yeah. You need a wand. I, I completely agree with that. That's so, the first thing I did when I went there. <laughs> yep. And I I believe thoroughly that if you are going to start your day off, uh, you need to go get a wand first and foremost. And there is only one place to get a wand, and that is at the original Ollivanders that you can find in Diagon Alley. Not any of those pop-up stores in, in places like Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how would you – you just became a wizard. How would you even know how to get to Hogsmeade? It's just you're just randomly going to stumble upon it. Yeah, I don't I think don't so. Know. Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, you have to you have to find your way into Diagon Alley, and you need to go to Ollivander's. And even even if you know you're not selected for their little show that they put on, definitely take the time to to walk around Ollivander's or Wands by Grigorovich if you really have to, and find the perfect wand that speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And from there, once you have your wand, I highly recommend, uh, especially if this is early in the morning, go around and start learning how to use your wand by finding some of the magical spots that are around Diagon Alley. So typically later on in the day, things can get very busy and there'll be a line for some of these. And, you know, you don't want to watch the same effect happen over and over again and then get up to do it. It's like, oh, well, I just watched it happen like four or five times. So yeah. this isn't as exciting. So I recommend doing it bright and early as you should. And then once you have your wand and if you need to stock up on any other, you know, house gear or anything, you haven't been sorted yet. So I don't know why you would go buy that stuff right away. Uh, You just need to start with your wand. 
from there on, well, you got to go to school. So how's the best way to get there, Rhino? Uh, the Hogwarts Express, of course. Yes. So uh, go back out to London, take the Hogwarts Express over to Hogsmeade Station. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from Hogsmeade Station, you'll be able to take a skip, hop, and a jump up. And there you will find Hogwarts Castle. Mm-hmm. And inside Hogwarts Castle, you will find the marquee attraction of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Hogsmeade. And that, of course, is Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, as we've talked about, I still think both you and I agree that this is the best, the best ride at Universal Orlando. Maybe, so. maybe in... Maybe. Oh. One of the best theme park attractions, period, I think. I think it's the best in Florida. And I, I stand by that. I I will never waver on that unless something comes along and blows me away more. And I don't it's know how that it or could. Spider-Man. And I, yeah. And those are the, those are, there's no question for me. Those are the yeah. top two That's, in Florida and in possibly the United States. Same for me. Uh, and I'm not going to ruin Forbidden Journey for you. I'm sure you've either done it or you might never do it. But let's say that while you're on Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, you might experience some dementors. I know. Swoop it in. Prison Mike will be is very yeah. familiar with these. Pr- Prison Mike would be terrified by these. <laughs> but when, of course, you have an experience with the Dementor, Rhino, what's the best way to uh, to come back from that? Chocolate. Oh, yeah. So then you might as well head down to Honey Dukes inside Hogsmeade uh, to buy your chocolates. And, you know, you can get a chocolate frog. Of course, if it's your first time or even if you haven't had them in a while, uh, try Birdie Bot's Every Flavor Bean. Again, uh, you know, there are some gross ones in there, but there's also some that are really delicious. Uh, I always recommend uh, exploding. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm off the birdie bots. I always <laughs> recommend uh, trying the the exploding bonbons. Those are my favorite mm, candies in there. I like the uh, you can make your own bag of candy and they have the really I call it unicorn bacon. It's the strips of like rainbow-colored sour things. Those are my favorite. And if you want to save about $10, you can just go to a grocery store right after and take you the sure same can. exact yeah, candy. You should probably and get something that's exclusive to the event. <laughs> just, I'm an idiot. <laughs> just, just ask if you can get a bag from there that says Wizarding World on it and then take it to, to a grocery the grocery store. Take it to, oh my God, that's what you do. You get the bag, go to Publix, and then be like, what can I brought back for you? vacation hack yeah souvenir <laughs> vacation hack. oh my god that's a great idea for future vlogs yeah i don't think we're gonna be doing that how to be um, the cheapest person you can yeah that's oh i'm uncomfortable now that we even talked about that but uh i love exploding bonbons they're like a white chocolate shell with basically like uh kind of like pineapple flavored pop rocks on the inside Ooh, it's amazing interesting. uh fizzing Wisbees, same style but a milk chocolate kind of like bumblebee uh, with with pop rocks on the inside, mm-hmm. so as you start like the chocolate melts in your mouth, you start getting all that popping and fizzing. I I love those; those are my two favorite. But then at that point, uh, you know, you've kind of exhausted yourself. You said, "I don't need to deal with three broomsticks. I don't need to deal with flight of the hippogriff." So you head back over on the Hogwarts Express because, as we always remind people, it's two different experiences. Yeah, you got to do way. both ways. Yeah. You're not getting the full Potter experience without it. Uh, Then we skipped three broomsticks, so I would then make my next meal at Leaky Cauldron and get some of their delicious uh, British fare that they have served up inside the Leaky Cauldron. And then it's just a beautiful building, Mm -hmm. and I feel like you get more of an experience in there than you do in three broomsticks. 
So it's the absolute number one choice for me. Oh, I don't know. Either one. Yeah, but I agree. Food. I like the food in both of them. So I'm, ha- I think either one is a solid bet. Yeah. But I recommend Leaky Cauldron. <laughs> and it's I think word. the food is more adventurous at Leaky Cauldron for sure. It's the better one. And then you're going to end off your Potter-filled day or just little experience with, of course, ending on the the final film, Seven Part Two. No, 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 no. You got to shift it back because nowhere in here did you say anything about getting a butterbeer. Well, I assumed that you would be doing that at like Leaky Cauldron. Okay, so okay, so your the suggestion is get the but, get the butter or have the food. Okay, yeah. I'm just making sure it was included in the Harry yeah, Potter. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's in the in in the meal. Okay, I, okay. I say put don't get the butter beer separately from there. Put it in with your meal. Okay, yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people love. You get a discount when you do it like that if you're an annual pass. Yeah, and I I know a lot of people love like the fishy green ale and the. Ugh, no, I. I don't like any of those anymore. They were they were cool at first, but then the problem with the fishy green ale is it should be like frozen or a lot colder than it is. So you're it's like boba exploding boba in it, but it was weird because you're like this drink's kind of warm. Well, it's not even that one. Like I don't I never like the lemon the lemonade one. I like the I otter, like the, the one made for one. otters. Yeah. Oh, I like that one no. with the cinnamon and the. Uh, Pop some champagne in that, and you got yourself a wonderful breakfast drink. I, I know what I'm doing this weekend. I used to be a fan of those when it first opened up, but I think my taste just kind of changed on them. Uh, I go back. My solid one, as always, is just your cold butter beer. That's all you need in life. A good cold a good butter frozen beer. butter beer. No, a good cold frozen butter, butter beer. beer. A good cold butter beer while you're enjoying your meal at the Leaky Cauldron. And then finally wrapping up your day with seven part two and experience Harry Potter and the escape from Gringotts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's the best way to end it. Let Donald Gleason wave goodbye to you and and then yeah, forget about Potter for the rest of your life and goodbye never forever. experience it and again. You leave yeah. your memories at the door. Exactly. Exactly. What do they say when they pull the memories out? Do they say something or they just tap the head and pull it out? I believe they just tap the head and pull it out. Once you get advanced enough, you don't have to actually say Do you remember the, the name of the thing it goes into? Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. They, we'll have to translate that later. But that is our Potter Day. We're going to go and we're actually going to do it at some point here so we can share it with you. Uh, and, you know, we hope everything goes right. And, and you end the up pensive. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Sorry. So it's, I, I will tell you what, since I haven't worked there in such a long time, I have forgotten all of the names of everything. It's making me sad with the amount of things I've forgotten. Too. But I just got the notification from my library that the second book is available to download Chamber of Secrets. Uh, so I can listen to that. So. Uh, I'm, I'm making my way through those audiobooks. Making my way downtown. And uh, I'll, I'll refresh my memory with all this. But that's that's what we recommend during a celebration of Harry Potter weekend or just any Harry Potter weekend that you're going out to plan. Uh, and that's actually it for this show. So uh, this was a bit of a weird one, not normal, but we hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. So I want to start by saying a thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching to this. Rhino, thank you so much thank for you. being here. And, uh, of course, if you need any more information on this show or any others on the Diz Unplugged Podcast Network, head over to DizUnplugged.com. You'll find links to our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, just 
anything else you might ever need from us. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and uh, leave comments and thumbs up. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review us. So that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you once again to everyone out there for listening and watching. We really do appreciate it. We will be back with you next week for another episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, no resolutions. Thank you.